1: Good afternoon City Club members, students, educators, and community members for joining us today. Welcome to the City Club of Cleveland. My name is Sudhi Ramesh, I'm a senior at Solon High School and the president of the Youth Forum Council. Now today we're here to discuss the arts, Cleveland's cultural DNA. Cleveland's rich history in the arts has been a testament of the city's cultural diversity and resilience. From the industrial boom in the late 19th century to the vibrant resurgence in recent decades, the arts have been a cornerstone of Cleveland's identity. As one explores Cleveland's cultural DNA, you will find a diverse community where a multitude of artistic influences converge, creating a unique and dynamic cultural landscape. It's also important to consider the profound impact of the arts on the city's social and political fabric. The arts serve as a catalyst for dialogue, understanding, and shared experiences, bridging gaps and fostering a sense of community. Our conversation today will delve into how the arts have not only shaped Cleveland's residents, but continue to be a driving force in shaping its future. Our esteemed guest today, Sujata Srinivasan, a founder and artistic director of Sri Kala Mandir Center for Indian Performing Arts, Anthony Tadeo, an established band leader, composer and percussionist, and Anya Houston, student at Shaker Heights High School and a student participant in Tri-C's Jazz Fest program, explore how the arts are integrated within Cleveland's cultural DNA. Our discussion today will be moderated by Youth Forum Council member Karthik Gulati. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Hello, my name is Galati. I'm a freshman at University School, and today we will be perfo- uh, we will be exploring the cultural DNA of Cleveland's performing arts. Today with me I have Anya Houston, Mr. Tadeo, and Mrs. Srinivasan. Uh, why don't you guys tell? Uh, thank you guys so much for being here with us. Why don't you guys tell us a bit a little bit about yourselves?
3: Hi. Um. Yeah, I'm Anya. I am a ninth grader at Shaker Heights High School, and for the past year and a half, I've been really, um, I've been involved with the Tri-C Jazz Fest Play Program, and I've always played the violin since like the age of four. And so I, I have a deep connection with the arts, and I, I really enjoy it.
2: Mr. Today,
4: I am a, a drummer, percussionist, and composer in Cleveland. I've been back in Cleveland since 2014, but I studied in and I uh, also have a graduate degree from you. and uh, the group that I lead that is a big part of my artistic life right now is called Alabawada and it is a group that bring life and recognition to Italian people.
5: Hi, my name is Sujata Srinivasan and uh, I am an Indian classical performer of Bharatanatyam and Indian classical dance. Uh, I live, I've live. i been living here in uh, Cleveland, Strongsville, for about 30 years now. I teach, perform, collaborate, and present new work. And uh, I live with my husband and two children. And uh, dance is my passion.
2: So I've been part of the arts. I've been acting since a very young age. And I can say I just kind of grew into it. And... Um, experienced it. So I was just wondering, like, what was your, what was the first, like, really engaging, slash, like, positive experience that got you hooked into the arts? So, like, we can go around.
3: Yeah, um, so ever since I was an infant, I was um, brought along to my older sister's violin lessons, and I've always loved attending, like, uh, Heights Youth Theater productions or, or productions at um, Playhouse Square and singing and and just being involved in in the arts. And I think, really, I started with violin um, and I think it kind of grew from there.
4: Uh, I think the first time I started really interacting with the arts was when I was little. I started tap dancing when I was five. And so getting to do that was a really cool way to kind of get involved in the arts. And then as time progressed, I feel like there were different moments that kept inspiring me to develop my voice as an artist and to find new things to incorporate. And now that uh, I'm a professional, it feels like there are still moments that inspire you and continue to grow and want to interact with the arts.
5: I was uh, initiated into dance by my mother who wanted to be a dancer. And um, learned under great masters. And uh, the positive experience was being in the den of uh, uh, where music and the temple art forms were created and were pursued by great masters, and uh, right early in my um, childhood, I was drawn towards dance, and it always inspired me. And by the time I think I was uh, uh, in high school, I thought this was what I should do for the rest of my life. So being always. Uh, Um, enthusiastic about dance and also wanted to share it with others, the joy I feel while I dance.
2: So, as Mr. Tadeo said earlier that, like, you're always constantly getting inspired. Like, what has been, like, one thing that has, like, what's your favorite art experience or an art project that you've done, like, that has stuck with you and that, yeah.
3: Um, I think for me, uh, the summer after seventh grade, I got, I first got involved um, and I learned about the Tri-C Jazz Fest program, and it, you know, I I originally only heard about the summer program, which is about two weeks, but um, after that first summer, I um, learned about the summer pro, uh, the year program, the Saturday program, and um, ever since then, I've been involved, and I think jazz... Is something that is just—it really inspired me. It's, it's so beautiful, and I think it incorporates so many different, um, different genres of music and, and so much into it that um, I think that was something that was really, really meaningful for me.
4: What do you think?
5: It's okay. Yeah,
4: I—I <laughs> uh, I think one thing about you know being inspired about. To keep doing your art form, something that's really important is kind of understanding what it is about art that is most meaningful to you, because I think that if you are just basing your desire to learn and get better at art uh, on in art because it's just fun or it makes you feel good, I think those are those are good things to to kind of get you started, but those aren't necessarily things that are going to last a really long time because it doesn't always feel good and you don't always feel awesome when you're performing or when you're doing things. There are ups and downs in your artistic journey. So I think for me, the reason why I keep getting inspired is because for me what I've realized is that art is a means to relationship and community with other people. And so when I'm taking that pressure off of myself to always find fulfillment in my personal creation of art, and then I'm putting my focus on how am I creating more relationships, how am I creating more community through my art, then I feel much more inspired to create because it's not all on me and it's not all based on my personal performance, if that makes sense.
2: That makes perfect sense to me.
5: I think uh, it's a beautiful thought and uh, I would reiterate that uh, while we are on our professional personal journey, I think what, the favorite part of uh, my journey was collaborating with people mm-hmm. sharing my art and also finding common ground between artists who are from different genres i have worked with uh, um, native indian uh, storytellers uh, like my friend robin peace or an african drummer mama fasi and uh, also i did some um, programs on unity harmony and how to Um, highlight how we can all find a common voice through the language of music and dance. Mm. Those kind of collaborations not only enhanced me as an artist, because eventually, yes, the audience got to enjoy an end product like a program or a performance, but during the collaboration, during the process of creating, while while that is happening we make mistakes we may we, f- we may fail we may kind of uh, come up with new ideas so that process of uh, integrating and interacting with other artists was so enriching because ultimately we found that we might come from different backgrounds we might come from different ethnicities and uh, countries but the language of art yeah. was one and the same and the, writing under uh, the, the writing passion uh, uh, beneath the whole process was just love for the arts. So that was a very uh, enriching experience that I always look forward to.
2: And it's a great thing you brought up community and collaboration because that just makes me wonder like how can we like artists like actively engage with uh, Clevelanders or just people in general that are looking forward to getting into art like how can we make sure they start to find their passion in or like how can we actively engage with them so yeah, any thoughts on that
5: how do you engage with youth
2: yeah how how do you engage with like youth or just people in general for like uh, arts and like collaboration
4: i think you have to you have to f- Find your voice as an artist and figure out how we can create kind of bridges and um, connections to people that might not know much about what you're doing. For instance, we both have projects that are really specific to our cultural heritage. And you mentioned it when we were talking before that sometimes that means to help people understand what you're doing, mm-hmm. it takes a conversation. It takes having them understand a little bit so that they can now appreciate everything that you're performing or everything that you're showing them. Mm-hmm. And I think in the art sometimes, um, it's really incredible to create art for artists, for instance, right? We like modern art where we're expressing ourselves. That's amazing and we should do that. But if we're not figuring out ways to bridge that gap and connect with the people that are trying to experience the art, then sometimes they don't understand it and it leaves them not really being able to connect with what we've created. Mm -hmm. So I think in Cleveland, you've gotta look around at the landscape that we have and you've gotta think about what are the types and styles of music that people are listening to, what are ways that I can create something that's still based on something that's really important to me but then also has an aspect to it that invites people to um, have interplay with it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, do you want to add anything to that, or just good for that? Pardon me. What do you like to add anything to that? So,
5: um, I think uh, uh, connecting, as he said, is very important, and also because um, we bring in a different art form, which might be totally foreign to the audience here seeking ways to communicate it in a very accessible manner I um, was an important uh, part of how I presented my art. Sometimes I engage um, like explanations or dialogues or uh, ways to explain what the dance is about um, so that the audience are able to have the experience I want them to have. Um, a couple of programs that I did on uh, the climate change or immigration or women's issues, um, while the dance was very traditional and it had all the vocabulary which was very foreign to the audience, I added a new element of a narrator. I added elements um, of explaining it um, with a PowerPoint that kind of came along the dance uh, so that people were able to easily understand what we are trying to communicate. and. Uh, uh, we were very successful in getting good audience appreciation, so that kind of connectivity uh, with the um, message was very important, and I think that that paved the way for the um, bringing bringing the people who are foreign to the whole art form closer to us.
0: Yeah, That's
4: beautiful.
2: So I'm gonna shift to like a student perspective, so Anya can like talk about that how have you been able to like engage with art? Or, like how did, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, how did you get, how would, did your teachers help you connect to arts? Like that's what I'm trying to ask.
3: Yeah, um, I think I, I have been so fortunate to grow up in an environment um, and with a community that is very involved in art. And I've had so many opportunities um, and I think, as you guys were saying before, like, it's, it's a really, really, it's a really powerful point that art is such an incredible means for both self-expression, but also um, also communication. And I think as students and as a younger generation, that is something that, that it needs to be so, to um, connecting. and I think like moving forward, art is something that really really can shine through and, and really help us to work together.
2: And so like what has been your experience as like a student like engaging in arts in Cleveland and like what are some specific barriers that you've faced?
3: Yeah, I think as I said before, I think I, I have been so fortunate in, in the opportunities I've had at hand, but I know that's not true for everyone, and for especially especially for uh, for people, and especially for young people that don't necessarily have a foundation in the arts. Um, I think it's it's really important um, through yes, school, but through like the greater community to you know make it clear that like you don't need to have um, you don't need to have prior experience. To get involved in art and, and yeah. like unlike necessarily sports where it, it's kind of inherently um, competitive, art art <coughs> is inherently collaborative, and I think that's something that, that's super beautiful. And so I think, really really highlighting that and making that clear to people is is a great way to share art.
2: And as teachers, like you do, like how do you help students like overcome challenges or barriers? Like, how how do you, like, help them with that, like, kind of, like, barrier that they get?
5: In the process of learning?
2: Yeah, in the process of learning.
5: So, students have, um, um, personally, the students that come to me um, are from different ethnicities. I mean, they're they're all from, mostly from India. And uh, some of them have a little background of their dance and music. Some of them don't. Um, what I do is um, offer them a wholesome art form where I teach them not only um, the technique but also the history, the story behind all the content that I teach and also make them aware of all the nuances. Um, dance cannot exist without music. and the dance form Bharatanatyam is a very visual art form of the vocalized music. And the rich content that it portrays with various stories need a lot of background. So I help them by initiating them to understand what they are performing because a lot of storytelling goes with uh, the rhythmic movement that uh, incorporate that is incorporated in Bharatanatyam. So to make them aware of that, I help them read, I, ha- I just uh, give all the background information that helps them to become a better dancer.
4: I think with music, it's there's different skill sets that you want to try to uh, help students learn, so that, because ultimately what we want to do as teachers, I think, is inspire people enough so that they can learn how to teach themselves moving forward, because you can't You won't always necessarily have a teacher. You'll have moments of mentorship throughout your entire career, but at some point, you also need to learn how to keep the study going and how to continue diving into your art by yourself, right? And find the things that um, really inspire you. So I think for me, the biggest things are, okay, I gotta figure out how to help inspire students to understand why these certain aspects of music are important, you know? Why are we gonna sit here and practice scales? Why are we gonna sit here and practice drum rudiments? Mm-hmm. There are reasons why, yeah. and I can show you examples. And then I also want to teach students how to listen, because that is uh, unfortunately a skill that has really been diminished over the last you know, 50 plus years. Um, listening is hard, it's not always easy, but through listening and critical listening in particular, right? That's like really picking apart something that we're listening to, understanding what's happening and why it's happening. Uh, Through those types of skill sets, we can then develop what we need to so that we can start teaching ourselves and we can start consuming art and ideas at such a a higher rate because now we kind of understand a little bit more of where it's coming from. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Uh, Anya, do you want
2: anything to add?
3: Uh, Yeah, I, I think that that definitely art can be uncomfortable, especially <clears throat> especially when you're performing, um, whether it's singing or dancing or whatever it may be, but I think it, it can be really uncomfortable and, and you're putting yourself out there and, and that makes you vulnerable and I think really enjoying that process. I remember something you said um, at, at, the, at the Jazz Fest um, program, to really enjoy enjoy the process of learning because you only you only get to learn it once and then you know it. And so really being able to just just really enjoy that process and 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 let yourself be uncomfortable sometimes and, and that can be hard but it's important.
2: Yeah. So like speaking from un- uncomfortability uh, obviously Ms. Sreena, you might you, Went, you came here from India thirty years ago, and you moved here. And I know that you went to Italy, and um, you came back here in twenty fourteen. <clears throat> and so, like, how was your experience, like, uh, integrating or like getting adapting to this new environment, and like in a moment of uncomfortability, as like Anya said, like, what drove you and kept you going? And you want
4: to go first.
5: Uh, when I came um, to this country, I was a very well-established solo performer back home in India, so the new scenario was where, when I came in, there was no, um, uh, there was not an established uh, um, performance opportunity here, so I had to readapt myself to the new landscape Um, Fortunately for me, I was uh, um, invited to be a roster artist of the Center for Arts Inspired Learning. which used to be called Young Audiences. I'm sure many of you have had professional artists come over to your schools um, as teaching artists. We are all professionals in our own field, but we come and teach with the curriculum as art education. And that opened my eyes to how students perceive art, and how education and art can be integrated integrated um, together, that opened up uh, a new path for me to see how I can go back to my roots and resell or repackage my message as a dancer, and offer it in a new way. So uh, it helped me to grow as an artist to rethink about what I'm doing, uh, rather than just offering what I create and then uh, present as a, as a dancer. The second thing that uh, helped me was to, uh, whenever I performed at places like the Cleveland Museum of Art or um, any of the organizations here, um, there was a need uh, to... Bring in the traditional art form as one of the programs for diversity, and new audiences were very eager to receive that kind of uh, um, perfor- that kind of a performance where they saw something totally new. And my dance form uh, has a, a lot of beautiful components, like the rhythmic part, the expressive part, the costume, and all the um, content that comes along with it. So when people are trying to understand that, I had to retell my story uh, in a way that people understood that. So I adapted myself um, to make it very easy to understand for the audience. And it was a beautiful experience um, because people were very open and major organizations like the Playhouse Square or the Cleveland Public Theater or uh, Um, Dance Cleveland, they were all open to offering these kind of programs where they featured dancers or artists from different genres. And I learned a lot by watching others um, uh, from different uh, countries. At the same time, I was also able to offer this traditional art form to a wider audience.
4: Well, I don't don't know if... uh my time in Italy and coming back to the US was long enough for me to necessarily have uh, this transition of sorts. But between living in New York and Italy, that was, I think, combined. Going from that and then coming back to Cleveland and thinking, oh, now my career is gonna be done or <laughs> or so different because we're in Cleveland and maybe there aren't as many performance opportunities. But I was really wrong. I was really wrong, I'm happy to say that because when we came back here in 2014, What I started to realize is that in Cleveland right now, there's a really special thing happening where so many people are either moving back or staying in Cleveland and creating things on such a high level um, that hasn't really been achieved in a long time. And so it's like a bit of a renaissance that we've been in these last 10 to 15 years. And it's been incredible to be a part of that. I think one thing that makes this city uh, really interesting and really uh, kind of stand out is like if you go to New York, for instance, you kind of have to ride the wave of what already is happening there. There's no like just showing up to New York and be like, hey, I'm changing the art scene here, (laughs) you know what I mean? You don't have that voice there just because of the plethora of voices that are coming out there. But in Cleveland, what's beautiful is that you have an opportunity to make a really great impact here and create something. You might not be able to ride the wave the same way you would be able to in another big, bigger city, but you have the opportunity to create something for the future, to, to put your stamp on the art scene here and say, hey, 10 years from now, me doing all this work is gonna make a big difference here. And that's something that's really, really special. I will say my caveat would be there is also great importance in you spending some time outside of Cleveland and understanding the art scene in other places because it gives you a better perspective of what we need to grow and become like some of these other cities and continue to really you know, put a stamp out there that like, hey, Cleveland has an incredible art scene. Yeah, it's like a place where your
2: voice can be heard. Yeah.
4: With everything. And I want to
5: add a little to what he said. Uh, um, I truly agree. Uh, about that, um, that's Cleveland is special. It's vibrant, and uh, uh, just like he said, like you know, you, c- you can't change a scene like as a, as in New York or whatever. But I think there is a lot of freedom. Mm. That's what I felt when I um, presented new work at the Cleveland Public Theater. Um, the freedom that they gave me to explore any subject that I wanted, or if I had to change midway and then say, hey, I changed my mind, this didn't work, I'm gonna offer a new topic. So that kind of artistic freedom um, was very, very um, important to me. And uh, finally, the outcome was very, very meaningful to me. Um, When I, for instance, I started on a project wanting to uh, do something about Earth and uh, then finally it ch- kept changing as I was working and then finally what I presented was on climate change and conserving the resources that we have sustainability and the individual responsibility as a citizen of the world to save the earth mm-hmm. so where I started and where I ended up was really really different but the freedom that I had to create that work was amazing so that is there in Cleveland and I love that about Cleveland. It's
4: a Great point, great yeah. point.
2: Like art is so powerful and Cleveland is definitely one of the best places to do that. There's so many places like Caramel House, it's the oldest African-American <coughs> theater in the country. There's so many good programs and I just like urge everybody to use those programs, those opportunities to get involved because as Mr. Tadeo said, it's not like New York where you just have to ride the wave. It's Everybody has that option, their own voice. So, yeah. Anya, would you like to add anything?
3: Um, I mean, I, I I think Cleveland is a beautiful place. Um, I've always loved Cleveland, and I definitely agree. Like, I, I mean, I've always lived in the Cleveland area, so I mean, I I haven't had experience in other places, but I think it has really provided me with so many opportunities. And, and I think in a lot of other places, you don't necessarily get access to all the opportunities out there. Or there's waiting lists or whatever. At Cleveland, you can really, really explore um, the options. And, and it's so welcoming, and, and it's a it's a really beautiful community.
2: And that's just, it's a great place to be. So we have, we're gonna open it up for,
6: questions. Uh, I Nathan Callahan <coughs> Good afternoon everyone. My name is Nathan Callahan I'm a junior at Hawkins School. Today we've been enjoying a youth forum panel discussing the arts, Cleveland's cultural DNA, featuring Sajatha Surinvan, founder and artistic director of Sri Kala Mandir Center for Indian Performing Arts, Anthony Tadeo, established band leader, composer and percussionist, and Anya Ustin, student Shaker Heights High School, moderating today's conversation. Uh, moderating today's conversation has been Youth Forum Council Member Karthik Galati. Uh, we're about to begin the Q&A, and we would like to welcome questions from everyone, Say Club members, students, educators, or those of you joining us via our webcast. We ask that your questions be brief to the point and end in a question mark. If you're joining us via webcast, we would like to ask you, uh, and would like to ask a question, text us at 330, 541-5794, and will ask as time allows. Holding today's microphone is one of our Youth Forum Council members, Zoe. So to kick us off, let's have our first, que- uh, first questions for the uh, panelists come to Zoe. You've alwe- already, refer- I think, referred to this, but please tell me um, exactly what potential do immigrants and refugees have to really affect the art scene here?
2: Um, I think there's a lot, as we said this before, there's so many programs, there's so many places. Um, but i am asking Ms. Vasan because she has like the most experience in this. So, well,
5: I want to think about it. What yeah,
4: it? I, I mean, one real experience that has happened to me very recently is I was able to partake in this program called the AMA Academy, which is American Musicians Abroad and they brought in people from all over the world to Cleveland to collaborate on music together. And some of the people that they invited to that were Ukrainian refugees. And there were actually a total of eight of the participants were some of these Ukrainian refugees, and most of them are currently in here, in Cleveland. And I was able to meet one one of the musicians was a violinist, and It just so happens that I've been looking to collaborate with a violinist in our project. And uh, so we got connected there, and immediately there's opportunity for her now. Um, She already has a a couple shows booked with us. So uh, I think there's tremendous opportunity for refugees uh, and immigrants here, because again, I just think that it's easier to be found, it's easier to make connections. The point that you both made about community is really poignant to me, because. That's one thing that also sticks out. There's, it's less, because there's less competition, it's less about competition, and it's more about creating community. When I think about the music scene, and particularly the jazz scene, I think of a family of people, and that's what motivates me. That's what, I, that's, that's what made me want to start doing that music in the first place, was experiencing that family.
5: I totally agree. Um, I, I've seen uh, Cleveland Public Theater incorporate uh, new programs um, especially with a lot of diverse themes and incorporating um, issues that are happening around the world as subjects for new themes actually there, right now there are a lot of programs that they've been featuring um, producing <clears throat> Maserala, and uh, uh, there are there are a couple of theater productions that you are doing so opportunities are there and as he said you um, The just artists have to look out and be passionate about it, and also um, approach the right organizations to see if they are if it's viable for them.
2: Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's up to you to decide whether you want it or not. I'm not an immigrant, but one major point I can say is that all arts have this like family behind it. I've been acting for a long time, and I can tell you every production I've been in, every everything I've been in, there's always this, like, family. So if you're an immigrant and you're looking for some place, some programs, or you just want to be part of something, the arts is always a great place because there's always a family. It's, you know.
1: Hi, I'm Sudi and I'm a senior at Solon High School. So you all talked a lot about how your inspiration for the arts impacted Cleveland's like <coughs> entire art sphere. And I'm just wondering um, what inspirations you've gotten from Cleveland, whether it's the people, the diversity, or the existing like art situation, and how that impacted your practice as either like a teacher, a performer, or a student.
5: Can you repeat your question?
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering how you think Cleveland as a city has impacted or has adapted to your practice as an artist.
5: Um, As an artist, I think uh, it gave me uh, plenty of opportunities to um, share my art. Um, As an art educator, it helped me to go into schools and... um, realize um, the connection between how to um, share art with children at a very young age. Because I think when you uh, teach them academics, yes, they are going to probably look for a job, but if you teach them arts, I think you give them a life skill where they can express themselves. And when they express themselves, I think um, it's an opportunity for them to get emotional well-being critical thinking, and also an opportunity to think outside the box to solve problems. And also, I think uh, it gives them an opportunity to not just go into, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be an engineer, but also I want to be an artist. I want to create some social change. I want to impact somebody's life. For instance, I derive a lot of joy by um, just sheer teaching when, when a child Who comes to me to learn is absolutely ignorant and doesn't know ABCD about dance and then finally down the year she becomes a beautiful dancer that gives me immense joy to see that I have brought out some potential in that child and they're able to express themselves very well and they see a different part of themselves flowering and blossoming so that is something that um, that often schools don't actually teach but artists can develop that, and when they have that uh, opportunity for self-expression, I think it makes them a wholesome person for their life. So I think art in that manner is very important, and uh, I value that a lot.
3: Yeah, um, on what you said, I think when when you get involved with art, you you assume the role of a creator, and I think that carries through so many aspects of life um, as a student, yes, um, but I think in every, in every way um, because you really, it opens your eyes to see opportunities and I think, I think that's true for anyone who really participates in art and I think that's something that's super beautiful about it.
4: Yeah, I think in particular Cleveland has helped me to have uh, a greater influence in my community and that's something that is just invaluable here. I find that, you know, if, for instance, this is a small example, when people sometimes there are national artists that are touring through Cleveland and they need a band, okay, to play behind them. And I am sometimes fortunate enough to get that phone call. That is not a phone call that I would get in many other cities. Um, but because I'm known as a, being a, a professional jazz drummer in Cleveland, uh, and there aren't 500 of those. <laughs> uh, I have the immense privilege and, and fortune to get to interact with artists that are really, really incredible. And that's just one small way that you know I'm able to have a, a bigger impact than I would anywhere else, and I think that's really special. Yeah, Cleveland
2: it, to me is like a melting pot of cultures. And as I've said before, there's just a lot of programs that are from different cultures or different different fields or areas and, like, that availability that I've had that <laughs> Cleveland's offered me is just a way that I've grown as a, an actor, so. No.
6: Um, hi, my name is Julian Hunter. Um, I'm from Cleveland Heights. So my question is, how can model art help
4: our community with technology? And how can I compute? Because I'm honest myself. How can art say the first part of the question again?
6: Well, the first part is how can modern art with technology help our community? And how can I compute?
4: Because I'm asked myself. You say modern art? Yeah, and with yeah. technology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, art is human expression, it's super important. It helps the community because it shows the community that it's a valid option, (laughs) that it's something that's important. When we create art and when we continue to push ourselves to be better artists, we are showing that there's importance to it and that it is a valid uh, contribution to society. If we don't have people, this is another thing too, I think, if we don't have people (laughs) that learn how to even just appreciate art, that's so important. I get people, we even had this conversation in the green room, right? I get people that come up to me at gigs all the time, they're like, listen, I'm not an artist, but I really enjoyed your show. And it's like, no, that's even better, because, like, if you,
5: need <laughs> if, an audience.
4: if you weren't out there supporting the art, I, I wouldn't have anyone to play to. Um, so, yeah, that's, does that answer that question a little bit, do you think? Yeah,
3: yeah. and um, I think, especially for younger people, um, technology has, is playing a, a very, very um, large role in our lives, and so I think it's just another. It's just another medium, and sometimes um, technology can help to spread art and can help to share um, art. And so I think I think that's one way that it can. They really interact and work together. Really. Hi, uh, my name is Ria Verma, and I'm also a senior from Solon High School. My question is, how did you uh, decide to pursue your respective art forms professionally, and how was that transition from it being a personal hobby to a career for you?
2: If I may, I'm not a professional. I'm um, a freshman in high school. Uh, but um, I guess, like, just growing up around it, um, one person who got me into it was Tom Cruise <laughs> after watching <laughs> right. Impossible. Um, that kind of got me in it. But um, yeah, it's honestly, um, that's what got me into it. Uh, um, even though I'm not a professional, I'm hoping to be one day. So. Yeah. Uh,
4: go ahead, go ahead. For
5: me, I think uh, um, I was uh, initiated into it by my parents who wanted to. Uh, I think in India, it's very common for. Uh, children to be offered to learn music or dance at a very young age. Uh, they just think it's, uh, you it know, ma- makes them a wholesome person and to appreciate life better. So I was fortunate enough to be initiated like that. Um, and then I think I liked what I was doing. And I think I was a pretty good student to follow all the rules and uh, learn it. But pretty much uh, I became very passionate about it. Uh, very early in my life, and, uh, um, and I think by, by the time I hit high school, I, I just this is all I wanted to do. And um, I made it a point to learn all the allied arts of percussion, vocal music, and some languages, and equip myself um, so that I can shine as a dancer. And um, I didn't want to become a teacher very early on, I wanted to perform, I wanted to learn more, but marriage brought me to Cleveland and then I started to see the, uh, there was a vacuum here to, um, to fill and many people were interested in learning and knowing about the art form. So I started teaching and then I found that um, I love teaching too. So that um, kind of you know uh, put a boost to my passion and uh, ever since I've been uh, doing performances teaching, and collaborating. So, um, it has been a very positive experience for me. It is hard. It is a very, uh, it's not an easy journey, Mm. but um, Mm. once you keep at it, because unlike uh, uh, sports or uh, even sports, I think you need uh, physical hard work, but for art, you need a longer vision. You cannot start learning at six and say, I want to perform at 10. You need to be in it for a longer time, to it's very um, easy to lose your focus um, and not see anything happening for a long time, but you have to be in it for a quite some time to be a perfect artist and be able to sustain yourself <coughs> without losing your passion.
4: For me, I, when I was in high school, I was involved in probably way too many things. Maybe some of you guys can uh, understand that. And uh, I started to realize, as it was drawing closer to figure out what I wanted to do with college and things like that, that I needed to figure out really where I wanted to focus. Because I didn't want to be just kind of good at all these different things. I wanted to really start focusing on one of these passions and and making it uh, the focus of my career. So what I started to realize is that music was at the center of all of it. and. Um, in particular, I just, I loved playing the drums. And I remember a, a very specific moment where I saw a video of a famous jazz drummer, his name is Roy Haynes. If you don't know who that is, you should check him out. And he was performing, he does this still, yearly. Uh, he was performing his yearly birthday show at the, the Blue Note in New York City. And he was 87, I think, at that time. And now he's like, Well, no, maybe he was like 83. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He was in his 80s, and he was playing the drums, and I was like, wow, that is the kind of relationship I want with my career, to be able to still be enjoying it and loving it for the entirety of my life. That sounds incredible.
3: I mean, obviously, I'm not a professional, but I think, you know, from a very very young age, I was... Involved in a lot of different art, and I was often performing um, at a violin recital or singing or in um, a theater production. But I think really, when I got to jazz, um, I as we were as we've been talking a lot about community, I really do think it was the community that there's so many people from you know the greater Cleveland area, so many people my age that are. Interested in and passionate about jazz, just like me. And I think that that was something that really um, that that's something that drives me to keep learning and, and keep going even even when sometimes it's difficult.
2: Hi, my name is Amir Odin. From I'm a freshman in Cleveland Heights High School. My question is, or. The arts can be mentally or mentally fulfilling during challenging times like the one we've been through. So I wanted to know how would you go about branching out to a student like me to go find their art and keep pursuing it?
4: Specifically like what part of the arts? Like you're just saying-
2: finding what arts they're into or how to pursue their art.
4: Yeah, I do think that some of that takes a little bit of something that we're all really uncomfortable with these days, which is time by ourselves without our phones. (laughs) I think we have to think, we have to sit down and think without distraction, and that's almost like taboo these days, it's so rare. Uh, I do think that's a really important part of the artistic journey is is self-reflection and taking time, literally setting time aside to sit down and think without distractions. <laughs> it's really hard to do right now. It's incredibly hard to do. It takes a lot a lot of planning. It takes a lot of you know, actual effort to make that happen. But I would say that's really, to me, that's the start of it. Because if you, if you love the arts, think about why you love the arts. Think about what motivates you to want to create. And think about how it makes you feel and what it's going to help lead you to. You know what I mean? Do you want it to lead you to being famous? Maybe that's not a great reason to do the arts, you know, because so few people wind up in that situation. It could be cool. I don't know. But to me, that's not what it's about. And I find that the only reason that I've been able to find fulfillment in the arts and kind of how I'm pursuing it is because I've taken a lot of intentional time to think about it. Meditate on that if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, um, intent is obviously one thing. Uh, obviously, I'm not a teacher, but um, one thing that I learned from my mom because she's doing a lot of leadership work and she is a teacher is that, um, don't try your hand at different things and like if you like really like one thing, stick with that and like make and keep working at it. That's what I learned. But don't just keep doing everything, like try and find it, and try and find it. and Yeah, you'll, um, you'll find it. Just, yeah. and, or if you're inspired by someone, try what they're doing, and then if you enjoy that, then go ahead and do that. Or if you don't, then there's always something out there. To find. So it's never too late to start art.
5: I think both what they said is, um, whatever they said is very true, and important, but I think when we grew up, or at least me, I can speak for myself, we did not have, uh, I mean, leave alone a cell phone, maybe a phone, um, and um, the television, those things came later, so, and also we did not have to pursue um, a robotics plus a DIY DYI hmm. and and uh, Model UN, UN and uh, Speech and Debate, and, 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 and. and. Yeah. So we just had one or two things that we pursued as an extracurricular activity. And uh, we pursued it in a manner in which we wanted to become the best, um, instead of being best in four or five different activities. If you're able to, I mean, I think you all have the beautiful opportunity here to try different things in terms of sports and academics and extracurricular activities. But I think, personally speaking, as a parent, I think I want to expose my children to all these different opportunities. But at one point, I want them to decide which is the most important club they want to be in, which is the most important one art form or one sport that they want to do. Because learning an art form or pursuing a sport, if you're going to spend one hour learning it, you have to put in at least five hours for homework, just like you put in uh, homework for your studies. If I teach a student once a week for one hour, I expect her to put about three to five hours of personal time before I see her the next time. So art is like a pickle, you just soak in it and soak in it and so that you become one with it before you can share it and offer it to somebody. So being, um, having your, a foot in so many activities and not being good in any one of them is not good. So I think this generation, as he said, has so many distractions. So if they can decide at one point, like high before you hit high school, this is what I want to do and I'm going to cut down all all these things. Yes, you might have to sacrifice something, but eventually you have to decide going by your inner voice what you want to do.
2: Yeah, um, that like and then, like at one point, you have to pick it, and then you just have to keep going. So.
3: I think, yeah, like um, I completely agree, um, and at the same time, I think there is something to be had. There is beauty in just being able to appreciate art and not necessarily having to dedicate everything or or a ton to because you know there's a lot asked of us sometimes. And I think um, if you really want to pursue something that is very important. But if you just want to be able to enjoy it and just be able to have that beauty in your life, that's okay too, mm-hmm. you know? It's not all or nothing.
0: Good
2: afternoon, this is a wonderful topic. Um, my brother and I were talking the other day and he was, he's a lover of classical music. And he was sharing that when he was in school, uh, students would ask him, what's your favorite song? And he would say, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. And they would laugh at him. And so my question is really to Anya, but can be the rest of you too. Um, th- did you experience any, any negativity from your peers as you were pursuing your passion?
0: And if so, um, how did you deal with that?
3: Yeah, so I, I think, I've always been like one of the loudest people in the room. I I love telling people about what I'm doing and how interesting it is. and, and that's not always shared among everyone. Um, to what you said, it's actually kind of funny because for years, if someone asked me like, what was what's my favorite um, song or something, I would say Shostakovich. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> but I think and, and and in in jazz, like I I I get so excited about it. And I, I also, you know, I also participate in, in Scouts BSA and I'd go to my scout troop and I'd be like, don't you guys love jazz? Like, isn't it awesome? Like, oh my gosh. And they were like, <laughs> So I think there is definitely, you know, you're not always going to share your passions with everyone. Not everyone's going to feel the same way. But I think um, having a way of expressing expressing that and and being able to share that with the people that really do feel the same way has been something that's been meaningful for me. And I think, as I said before, that's why like really getting involved with the jazz community at at Tri-C was so meaningful because I I found those people. I found the people that were passionate like I am.
2: If you like it so much, don't care about what others say. Cause I've been told like, oh, acting is weird or doing theater is weird. Well, I don't care, because like, I like it, so I'm not gonna think about what others are saying. So, um, I know that's not music, but still. It just goes to anything you do, sports, arts, whatever it is, if you like it enough, just block out the haters and then just keep working at it. So
4: Block out the haters, <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. I mean, I think one thing we would all agree on is that it's really important to find community in, in those passions. So, maybe you, you don't find that in your immediate school But through these different organizations that we're all talking about, like you can find those communities and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, I'm not a weirdo. There are other people my age that like this stuff. And that's really comforting, but it also pushes you to learn more about it. It pushes you to be better at it. And that's really special too.
0: Uh, We're all weirdos. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I'm Jason Tout. I teach in uh, Cleveland Metropolitan School District at MC Squared STEM High School. Um, I like to give my students choice. So I'm gonna give you guys two questions, you can pick one, um, or, or both. Uh, my first question is just as a teacher, I'm always looking for opportunities uh, or organizations that work with high school students. Um, and would, if you guys have any recommendations for something to try to get students involved in or just to put in front of them, please you know, share with us. Uh, that's the easy one. Um, the harder question I, I think is I'm still half-baked in my own brain, so I'll try to get it out succinctly. Um, we're really struggling as a nation right now uh, in terms of this rift politically between left and right. Mm. Um, and I really love a lot of the things you guys have said about uh, music as an opportunity to collaborate and I believe uh, heal and express yourself and connect with others um, in a non-competitive way right format, and I really, I guess I'm curious from your experiences and or ideas, uh, how could we, how can we use the arts to, to try and create opportunities for people with disparate ideas and thoughts and life experiences uh, to come together and work collaboratively on, on a project or on something that would allow them to connect and see the humanity in mm-hmm what they currently consider the other, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you.
4: That's a great question.
2: I oh, yeah.
5: mm. forgot the first question. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I think one thing that stands out to me, just based on some of the stuff that we talked about today, is that, that collaborating is so important. Because in our collaborations and these, especially in cross-cultural collaborations, cross socioeconomic collaborations, that we begin to see more of each other a little bit clearly. Because we're not so focused on what our differences are. We're more focused on what is bringing us together. And so I think that, that to me is huge. That's when I've learned the most about humanity Is when I'm collaborating with other people that are different than me and I get to see a little bit of where their struggles are I get to see a little bit about the things that they're passionate about and then I start to realize how different their experience is in the same community maybe in just a different part of town yet they're living completely different lives and that's something that I don't get to witness unless I put myself in a position to collaborate with those people to have discussions with those people, because we're not getting together to have a debate. We're coming together to figure out how we can create together. And that already brings down the defense. You know what I mean? That already is, is starting from a place of mutual respect, because we're both saying, hey, you've got some things that are really amazing that I don't understand, and maybe I have some things that are pretty cool that you don't understand. How do we communicate about these things?
6: Thank you all for joining us at the City Club uh, for our Youth Forum Ca- Council panel on the arts, Cleveland's cultural DNA. Thank you again to our panelists for taking the time out of their busy schedules to be with us today. And Kartik Gulati for moderating today's discussion. I would like to recognize all the schools that we have represented in the room one last time. Solon High School, MC Squared STEM High School, Cleveland Heights High School, University School, and Hawkins School. We would also like to thank our sponsors, Nordson, the George W. Cordington Charitable Foundation, AT&T, Martha Holden Jennings Foundation, and the Doris C. Milchick Trust for your continued support of the Youth Forum Council. If you enjoyed today's forum, we invite you to join us for our next forum on February 15th on the importance of urban development. Educators, if you're interested in bringing your students for future forums or are interested in your students participating in the Hope and and Stanley Edelstein Free Speech Essay Contest, which closes on February 16th, please email Smith at cityclub.org. That brings us to the end of today's forum. Thank you to our panelists, students, and City Club attendees. The forum is now adjourned. For information on upcoming speakers or for podcasts
0: of the City Club, go to cityclub.org. Production and distribution of City Club Forums on Ideastream Public Media are made possible by PNC and the United Black Fund of Greater Cleveland Incorporated.